0: Is Andy Spateria joined as always by Dakota lasky Dak, how you
1: feeling? How you doing, bud? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing okay. Another day in the allergy season goes by. Uh, actually, my allergies weren't too bad today. Um, I played in the the Smash World Tour Northeast qualifier this past weekend, and I did not get even remotely close to qualifying. Not that I expected to, but I did outplace my seed, which was nice. It's always nice to do that. I also went, I think I ended up going three and two in the main bracket. And then I got like somewhat decently. I got into the second phase of the last chance qualifier on Sunday, but didn't make it to the top cut. Uh, I went Ridley and then threw in a little K rule on some sets where I lost Ridley game one. Uh, yeah, good, good time playing some Wi-Fi. Definitely. Definitely looking forward to the return of offline events i'm sick of playing online smash other than that uh you know i you know the we've been talking about this for the past few weeks the e3 hype i think is going up every single day i really haven't been excited for much gaming stuff in the past few months so i'm excited to have this event coming up soon and hopefully getting some metroid news i've been working myself up into a frenzy about a new dk game Hopefully it be in a 3D game. I really hope it is, but people keep telling me it's going to be a 2D game. I won't listen. I refuse to not get my hopes up. I am going to set my expectations high, and I will be disappointed immensely if I do not get what I want. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, otherwise, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing?
0: Not doing too bad. Uh, it's, it's a long weekend here. I believe you guys have your long weekend next weekend. Yes, we, we had a do. long weekend here. But it's raining cats and dogs, so not really able to do uh, a whole lot. So actually, I got in some video games for like the first time. It feels like in forever. I played a lot of Phoenix Wright Spirits of Justice, which is an incredible Phoenix Wright game. Uh, I love that series. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hyped for E3 as well. Um, I think that, I don't know, man. I think that we could finally have it. Like it the, it feels like the time is right for a new 2d metroid kind of it was funny i was actually scrolling on my phone through some old pictures and there was this like really really crappy like just black background with white font picture that i made in impact font and it says metroid at e3 or we riot and this was from e3 2017 and i feel like i feel like the time is right ...for that to come back, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it, we'll, we're not even that far away, so we're gonna see very, very closely, um, it starts in, like, two and a half weeks, so we still don't know when Nintendo is actually presenting, which is kind of a bummer, but, uh, did get, did get registered for E3 for Zelda Dungeons, so I got, got that all ready to rock and roll, but, yeah, we are, we're close, I'm hyped, I, I can feel it in my bones, I know there's gonna be Zelda, uh, I think there's going to be Metroid, and you know what? If there was new DK, 2D, 3D, Double D, whatever, I don't care. I'm for it.
1: I, you know, I, I mean, I, I know we're a Metroid show, but I got to get this off my chest, man. I actually will be disappointed if it's a 2D DK. I think, I mean, for one thing, we just got, not just got, but the last two DK games were 2D platformers, right? And they were good ones. They're really good ones. But, like, if I want to play those, I can go back and play the original 3DK you know Donkey Kong Country games. I can go back and play those two recent Donkey Kong Country games. So I like we haven't had a true 3D DK in forever. It's been literally forever. It's been like over 20 years. Almost as long as I've been alive. So I, that's what I really want. But obviously I'm 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 looking forward to whatever we get for Metroid. I feel like I, I don't know what we're going to get at this point. I really don't know. It could be a Metroid Fusion sequel. It could be a remake. It could be uh, another prequel or an interquel. It could be literally anything. So I think my expectations are more so that we're just going to see Metroid in some kind of capacity. And obviously we're going to talk more about our predict- predictions as we get closer and closer to E3. We might as well even do some kind of, I don't know, E3 bingo. And see what we get, see if anybody wins. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what we get. I'm hoping that we get the games that everyone's hoping for. It it seems like there's a lot of good positive energy going towards this event. And I'm excited for it.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And I can't wait because it is right around the corner. Um, Of course, this E3 um, is a special one. Because we are celebrating the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. Which we know, I'm pretty confident that they're going to mention the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda at that show. And there's going to be a lot of Zelda-specific stuff there. But it is also the 35th anniversary, of course, of Metroid. And I'm less confident that they're going to kind of focus on on that anniversary um, at E3. But, I don't know, I feel like they are going to mention it. Or at least give us some Metroid news or whatever in some capacity. But that is a big anniversary Thirty-five years of Metroid. Of course, you've heard us plug the Metroid Thirty Five Zine. Uh, you've heard us talk about the anniversary and how appropriate it would be for some news to come. We figured that we would kind of pull, we kind of pull a what culture here on the show today and <laughs> look back at some of the ups and some of the downs of the Metroid series from the last thirty-five years. Wow, thirty-five years. Thirty-five um, years. So I, you know what? In in that in and of itself. Isn't up right there. that This series somehow, some way, is still alive, still relevant, <laughs> limping and still being along, talked about thirty-five years later. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> limping, but I mean, whatever. At least it's moving, right? So I guess
1: so. I guess you know you I you could dump a something. body down a hillside, and that's moving too. But um, I'm glad that it there there's some positivity towards it. You know, yeah, it's it's great. There's there are only so many game frames I mean. The whole industry, obviously, it's a small the...
0: list of franchises. Yeah, right? it is. That, you know, that yeah, has been along this long.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like there are only so many games that have been around this long and continue to get new games or are relevant in some degree and still continue to show up. And Metroid's officially a boomer, so I, w- I mean, I don't know, or older millennial, or I don't, I don't really know. I don't really try to pay attention to labels like that, but Metroid definitely has some boomer energy, which is fine. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And I'm glad to see it continuing to to stay around and 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 get in some new games potentially. I mean, this is this that's great, right? As you said, the list is really small. 35 years. I really hope Nintendo does something for it. I think we're gonna get something either way. I'm not sure if it's gonna be in the vein of like being literally tied to the anniversary, but you know who knows? Nintendo's so hard to read. You really have no idea what they're planning. And uh, even with like a lot of the leaks that have come out. Recently, I would say that we still really don't have a good idea of what's to come, which is good. And I'm excited to be surprised. And maybe we will get some uh, anniversary news because 35 is 35 is no joke. And and it's not like a random year. Right. It's not like the 27th or 33rd anniversary. Right. Like it's it's on a, a pretty major number. 35 years. That's big. So I hope they do something big.
0: I hope they do something big too. I can feel it in my bones that it's coming and we're, we're just setting ourselves up to be disappointed. And if nothing <laughs> yeah. comes uh, at this E3, I think that you can officially add that to the the, the list of downs that we've compiled over, you know, the, the, the ups and downs of our list here. But, um, so we, we each have a couple ups, a couple downs. I think I have, uh, I have one down for every one up. So I'm about even Dak, you have a few more ups and downs. So yeah. I kind of figured that we would just bounce back, bounce off each other. Cause we, we didn't consult with each other ahead of time. I'm, I'm thinking probably some of ours are the same or similar. So, um, I, I tried to think a little bit like outside the quality or lack thereof of the games. Cause like, it's pretty easy to say like, you know, super Metroid Metro prime comes out. Those games are awesome. Like that's an up and, and those are ups. And it's pretty easy to say like Federation forest is kind of a stinker. That's a down, and and I think that all of that is legitimate. So I just tried to look at something yeah. else and like something beyond that. Um, so I guess Dak, maybe we should just maybe we should just get started and kind of see where we go here. Do you yeah. do you want to go first or do you want me to go
1: first? I'll I'll go first. Uh, yeah, I mean I looked at this more of like uh, like good and bad memories with Metroid for me, and that's why I guess I have more ups than downs. I think I have like three ups for every one down. So. I mean, I'm going to go with the first one for me. I still think the biggest m- moment... not I don't know if it's the biggest moment, but at least in recent memory, for me, it has to be the reveal of Ridley and Smash, right? Like, that was at E3 in 2018. I think it was June 12th was the day that it actually... The day of the presentation in the trailer. And obviously, this is, I'm sure, a pick you out on your list. This is a pick I'm sure would be on everybody's list, but... I wanted Ridley in Smash for so long, and to actually get him in the game was extremely hype. There's a, a clip of me, like, watching the, the trailer and my reaction to it on my Twitch channel. And it's, like, really poorly done because it was on my phone. I was, like, at work in my friend's, like, office, which was, like, a closet. Um, I feel like I've said this recently, and it, just because it's a really hype moment. And, and, like, I remember, like, freaking out and, like, watching this. I couldn't believe they actually did it. It took so long and like making him like the the big moment, like the, the star of the show, the main event kind of right at the end was just, I mean, awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was really cool because for Metro, I mean, for me as a big Ridley fan, as a Metroid fan, it was just awesome to see another character representing the franchise in Smash. And I think Ridley is like the obvious and best choice other than Samus. And Ultimate also, I think, put more of a focus on getting more villains into the game and having, like, protagonists have their rival available to them in Smash. Like, you know, we've got K. rule a- added, uh, you know, Sephiroth much later. But ca- characters like that, where you have the the emphasis on their villains being there, is certainly a, a big deal. And so, yeah, Ridley was right up that, that alley. Obviously, Dark Sam has got added it around pretty much the same time so i would say that's also a big point just like more representation for metroid in general that was really huge i love that that has to be i don't know if it's like it's, it's either the biggest moment or the second biggest for me uh for metroid but i'll definitely never forget that day for sure because i was my phone was freezing up and i wanted that like once i got that i was like wow like i don't even care what happens right now like i just i got ridley and smash i was really happy and it was one of the biggest gate, I think, one of the biggest moments for me in just video games in general.
0: Yep, yep. That that's definitely on my list of ups. You know, we talked about it last week when we were talking about Smash Bros. Yeah. So, um, I I won't go over it in too much detail, but yeah, like Ridley main eventing Nintendo's E3 presentation. Like, who would have thought? And it was an awesome little cinematic. It was awesome to have this character. So. It's, it's almost like when people talk about Waluigi now and, like, oh, I'll get him into Smash. Like, that was Ridley for, like, 15 years at least before he finally made it into Smash. So it was very rewarding to see that and have him in there. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great, great moment, I think, for the series. Great moment for for Ridley as a character and kind of leveling him up to the, you know, because, like, a lot, like you said, a lot of people have had their protagonist or antagonist rather in the game, and I and I feel like Ridley was represented in a somewhat okay way from the boss fights to like the, the Pyrosphere fight or whatever. But this was just a nice like stamp of approval, being like, yeah. this is like a, an elite bad guy in the nintendo pathos so uh, yeah that that's definitely a huge up moment for yeah. for me as well and, and i think for any metroid fan
1: definitely yeah for any metroid fan i think it's also cool and this and this ties kind of to our discussions we've had in the previous weeks about like having samus and Fortnite. like i think it's really cool when you get to see a character really enjoy and really like in a different context and, like, in the case of, like, Smash, as you said, like, being in Smash is, like, a really legit thing for any character and especially for Ridley really, like, makes him, like, that's this is a big-time villain and, like, this is Samus's rival and all that, whatnot. Same with, like, Dark Samus, too. Um, but, like, obviously his reveal, you know, was made Ridley to be, like, such a huge, huge deal. And it was a huge deal. So, like, when they had that uh, trailer... They then played the trailer, and then the next thing they did was the the Nintendo, like, treehouse, right? Where they have a couple of the members of, you know, the treehouse show up, and they do, like, that, uh, like, the the little playtest or whatever, right? And they showed off gameplay from Ultimate and whatnot, and they showed how Ridley was playing. It was just cool to see them, like, playing as Ridley like he was any other Nintendo character. You know, like, it was finally seeing him kind of fit in, right? Like, that was really cool to me, and... It wasn't just like, oh, I really like Ridley. He's a boss character or whatever. Now he's like a playable character. He's like alongside Mario and all these other cool characters. And like, oh, that makes him look like a really big deal. And he has like, and it, it vindicated a lot about how yeah. I feel about the character, you know, because um, he's always yeah. been a big part of Metroid's identity to me. Right. Like in the same way as like, I can't think about like Halo and just think about like Master Chief. I think about like the Arbiter and other big characters. Um, and, and other similar IPs the same way. You can't just think about necessarily the one character. There are other ones that are big parts of the franchise's identity. Ridley is certainly that to me. So um, that was just really awesome. Like, they're playing as Ridley and showing off his moves. I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching Nintendo of America employees like just playing as Ridley on Battlefield in a Smash game right now. Like, you know, if you said this to me like a year or two prior, I'd be like, I, I wish, you know? And it was like, that can actually happen. So that was just something to actually like want something like that badly in like video games of all things. Right. And cause like, you know, you like there's so many pipe dreams and like just things you want in video games that just never come to fruition for that to actually happen. was just so cool.
0: Um, So I know that we were, we were going to maybe do one up and then one down, but I feel like this just ties right into this discussion that we're having. But you know, I, I feel like we, we actually often overlook too, that Maybe the single biggest up for the Metroid series was Samus being included in Super Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. Way back on the N64. Um, You you know, both of us were introduced to Metroid through Super Smash Bros. and Samus on the N64. And to kind of keep in mind, like obviously Nintendo didn't have the roster of characters that it has now. But to keep in mind, um, back in 1999 when Smash comes out... Super Metroid was was a good five years in the past and, and a lot had changed in those five years as well. So w- it wasn't just like kind of a, a non uh, like a non happening five years like we right. went from 2d to 3d to from you know the the last generation to the new generation. there was the introduction of PlayStation now um, the rumors of Microsoft and Xbox were were swirling around so like there was a lot going on and for samus to, to be included in Super Smash Bros. was just like such a huge moment and, and exposed Metroid and exposed Samus to so many new eyes, so many new fans. Um, I really think that that gets overlooked uh, in a lot of instances because it's like, you know, for one, it's so long ago now. And it, it, in retrospect, it seems so obvious. Like, yeah, of course, Samus is going to be in Smash Bros. or whatever. But I mean, 1999. It wasn't this obvious is 1999. back then. Yeah, and, and, like, you could have filled this thing with Mario characters, Pokemon mm-hmm. characters, Link and Zelda, and, like, called it a day, really. Yeah. Um, but there was there was guys like Ness. There was guys like Captain Falcon. There was guys like Samus. Like, they were not your usual suspects in this game. So I think that that was a huge, huge, huge deal for the Metroid series and, and maybe the biggest up of the entire series.
1: Yeah, definitely. That was probably, like, what helped, like, Metroid gets some new games too, right? Like having Samus in there and like getting new eyes on who that character is. And this was obviously on my list too, so you, you took that from me, Annie. But we're, I'm sure gonna we'll be doing that a lot. But to add to that too, finding out who Samus was, but also that Samus was a human character, not a robot. Because I'm sure many kids, uh, I, I was certainly one of them, for a while, at least for the first few months of like playing Smash, maybe in the first year or so. I can't remember. Um, I thought Samus was a robot. Like, I didn't play any Metroid games before that. I uh, hadn't played Super Metroid or anything. hadn't played the you know original Metroid. hadn't played Metroid Two, so I didn't know who Samus was. And Samus makes robot noises, <laughs> so I assumed that Samus was a robot, which was still cool. But when you uh, when I found out that you could you know f- you know actually see who Samus was by using an electric attack by pikachu or ness and then pausing it at the right moment and you could see like the shock animation and it shows samus's body within the armor and you can see it's a person inside i was like whoa that's cool and that actually made me even more interesting the character because i was like oh that's really interesting like it's someone in a cool like a power suit you know like that's awesome it's power armor and so that was and and like that was a little like easter egg i think too you know and back then like when you could just, like, it was harder to get information off, like, the internet or whatever, right? Like, it wasn't, you didn't have social media or anything like that. Like, finding a little bit of information. I don't even know if I, I I'm pretty sure I either got it off the internet or from a friend. But, like, just having, like, getting that information and then, like, finding it, like, and, and applying it in-game. Like, oh my god, like, wow, it's person. You know, like, that was huge as a kid back then. Nowadays, it wouldn't be a big deal. So, I don't know. That was really cool, too. And... Uh, Yeah, I mean, that made me, like, really interested in the character, besides the fact that it was just really cool, if it was a robot or not, and having Samus in Smash definitely has to be at the top of everyone's list for this, and it was just really awesome, because Samus is a really cool fighter in Smash, and kept her going uh, for many years to come, I think, so uh, that's definitely up for me, too.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Smash Bros. really has done a lot for the Metroid series, I I think that that can't be um, disputed. Let's... uh... Let's talk about a down. I feel like for the Metroid series, and this is this is just a down, really, in life, and it's got nothing to do with Metroid <laughs> at all. But um, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, I don't know so, where you're going with I, this. I, I, I think that one of the biggest downs has to be the uh, the untimely passing of uh, I'm I'm probably gonna butcher his name. I'm so sorry, but uh, Gunpei Yokoi, oh, yeah. uh, who is basically the father of Metroid. Uh, he was instrumental in creating the Game and Watch. Instrumental in creating Metroid, Kid Icarus, games of those ilk. Um, 1997, he was he was killed by uh, a car, uh, a car accident. Um, and that, I, I feel like that is just a you know, the rest of my downs are kind of focused on we'll call them marketing decisions or events in real life or whatever. But this one is just a a real sad, tragic thing to happen for Metroid, um, you know, a real person was, was taken from us too soon, and, and someone that was instrumental in, in having Metroid become the, you know, the series that it became, uh, it was just a really, was a really sad thing, so, um, yeah, that, that's definitely a down to see a life like that cut so short, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's just, it's, uh, super unfortunate.
1: Well, I I will say I don't have much to add, but I will say that I would I would think that in maybe not retrospect, but I think he would be happy to see where Metroid has come since he created it. And since he's last seen it, you know, like just to see like how many great Metroid games and how many new Metroid fans and people that have, you know, enjoyed the games that he helped create and and started. Uh, I think that he would he would like that and I'm sure would definitely uh, be happy with where metroid has gone for for the most part. <laughs> uh yeah. so so maybe there's some solace in that.
0: Um so yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. Let, let's move on cuz we did two ups, so let's do two downs. Oh my god. I think that <laughs> I think that this is you'll probably argue with me, but I think that this is the biggest blight on the Metroid series name and it's not it's actually not really Metroid's fault but Nintendo's of course, but I think when they killed AM2R, that was a huge, huge, huge blow. I don't know. Not to uh, not to Metroid, but, like, it was just a, such a demoralizing blow to the series. Like, to see people, like, creators that were pouring their heart and soul into creating this new project because Nintendo wouldn't. Um, and to see it get struck down. And I know that fan games get struck down all the time, but... I just I feel like there's something so different about AM2R. I don't know if it's because like it was it was just so good and a lot of a lot of you know fam games are kind of all over the place in terms of quality, but like this was good enough to be an official Metroid game. I don't know if it was because um, we were just starved for Metroid news at the time. I realized that you know this led to they I'm sure they were already working on Samus Returns at the they same time, were. so they had no choice, but it it was it was a huge blow to morale it was a huge i don't know i just i feel it was like a black mark on the metroid series um and yeah something that something that i really when i saw it happen even though it's one of those things that like you know what's coming you know what's going to happen when it happens it's just like oh god it like all the wind comes out of the sails and it's just like how do we how do we go on and how do we keep believing in Nintendo after this. So I, I think that for me, that's a huge, that was a huge black mark on the series.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think you're wrong in any of that. I definitely think it was pretty bad, but I mean, to say it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to the series. I mean, other M is the worst thing that's happened to the series without even, without even a remote argument. The other M is by far the worst thing that could happen to almost anything ever. A truly an atrocity upon humanity, but um I think the thing with Samus Returns, I mean, for me personally, I was—I'll admit that, like, what, right, so like when this happened, I wasn't like as plugged into like the Met the Metroid community back then, and like I honestly didn't even know too much about AM2R. I didn't wasn't like it wasn't like anticipating it because I didn't know really about it until like it got canceled. You know, like that's kind of when I heard about it, or like not canceled, but like you know, like ceased and assisted, right? Ceased um and then samus returns kind of followed like almost pretty much right after that. So like it didn't really have much in an, an impact on me. like I definitely agree it sucked for you know, the creator and like, I mean, seeing anyone's work like shut down like that really sucks, but at the same time, like you said, like yeah, Nintendo not only do fan games get shut down, but Nintendo game fan games especially get shut down. So it's like, yeah. It, for me, it was like it—it it would be an inevitability, so I can't be like heartbroken about it because I could see that coming. Uh, but I didn't really see it coming because I wasn't really involved in it. I didn't really like—it wasn't something that I was really like looking forward to or saw or whatever. Like the news came out that it was getting indeed it did, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks." And then *Samus Returns* was announced or whatever that was coming out. I'm like, "Oh, great! That's—I'll go get that." And that's how it was for me. So, like, I never, I don't really even see it as, like... I mean, it's not a black mark on the Metroid. And I know you let off with that. It's more for Nintendo. But, like, I wouldn't really at all put this as a strike against Metroid. We still got Samus Returns. At, at the end of the day, we got both... We got two great games out of it. We got... We ended up getting another Metroid 2 remake. We got AM2R. You can still play it. And that's a really great game. And we got Samus Returns, which is still a really good game, too. And is may, might be more accessible to a lot of people than AM2R would ever be. So, I don't really think. I, I definitely disagree that it's like a dark spot or a blight on Metroid. Like, these things happen in gaming. We got two great games out of it in the end. And I would say that. Even, I, w- I would even argue to say that the c and cancellation of AM2R gave it some more notoriety and popularity for people and might have gotten it in front of more eyes had it not, you know, then had it not been canceled at all. So. I, I would I wouldn't necessarily argue I mean it's certainly a down, I'll agree, but I would not put it uh like as it's the biggest, the worst thing to happen to Metroid or at the near the top. It's probably up there though. I mean I'm not gonna die on that hill or anything, but like I mean other M and Federation Force I'd say are probably worse.
0: Uh okay, well let's let's talk about that in a second here, but I do want to segue to an up and and again this is not really metroid related at all but i just personally liked the story of it um i think it up for me from the metroid series or like something that was related to the metroid series is speaking of am2r i always thought that it was really poetic and really awesome that uh that milton doctor m64 uh guasti i always butcher his last name doctor n64 <laughs> Look these names up was, first <laughs> He, so he was hired by moon studio and and went on to work on Ori and the will of the wisps, which is like one of the great games that, you know, has come out in the last five years. Um, Ori is one of the great series that's come out in the last decade. So I I feel like that is really the silver lining and really poetic uh, a way to kind of make up for what happened with AM2R because to to me, the true shame of AM2R getting shut down is, is is not that it got shut down because you know like i said like you can you can see that coming but it still hurts when it happens but it's to let like it's to let this guy slip through the cracks of your fingers and th- this this dude with with some help from his friends but predominantly this guy made an incredible metroid game by himself by and large and he just slipped right through nintendo's fingers whereas other companies might have just scooped him up and said like hey you're on the payroll now um so it was always poetic to me that he ended up working for moon studios and, and ended up creating an amazing metroidvania yeah. game as as you kind of felt like was his destiny to do you know what i mean so that's an up for me just to put a bow on am2r
1: definitely i think it worked out in the end for everybody involved like we all got another good game out of it he ended up getting you know into a place in his career that i would say is pretty pretty awesome so uh, you know, and I'm not really surprised for you know on Nintendo's side because they uh, we we've, we've talked about this in the past either on the show or whatever. They're kind of like Vince McMahon, right? They'd rather make a dollar their way than a hundred dollars someone else's, right? A penny their way than a dollar someone else's. So I think they'd rather make a Metroid game their way or get us, you know, rather than hiring the guy who made a better Metroid game. You know, like that. in a way, I could see Nintendo as seeing that as like taking the L. And be like, oh, we couldn't make a Metro game as good as this guy, so we had to hire him. I I can hundred percent seeing that be in the reasoning somewhere down the line. So I'm not very shocked by that, but I'm glad it worked out. Um, I, I, Nintendo would have made him the Stalker. <laughs> yeah, they would have they would have done something. Um, I've got an up for you. I'm gonna go back a little bit, but okay. I, I would say so. This was a huge up for me. Uh, definitely part of me being like this is like integral to me being a metroid fan i would say this is christmas of 2002 because that's when i got both metroid fusion and metroid prime it was the first time i actually owned metroid games and 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 got them to play at the same time no less and got the two-in-one prima guide which i'm sure a lot of you also had if you were playing both those games around the same time so yeah i mean that came from interest from from smash Bros, but that was just huge like having those two awesome games come out for two different platforms at the same time getting both of them for christmas i was like wow i've been missing out like i that's when i knew i, I that's when i really hooked me on metroid because like this is like this is what i've been missing out on and look at all this like new metroid i can play like there's it's a first person shooter and a 2d like action like platformer you know this is awesome and that like made it seem like such a huge deal as it was i got to enjoy metroid in two great ways which was so cool and i you know i I can't really think of a launch of games that really there are very few that have resonated me with me as much as the launch of those did because obviously it was was christmas time it's a big deal getting games at any time on any christmas or any birthday or whatever it is any holiday but to get like those two games there, I mean, I would say that those two were the biggest gets I got on that Christmas. The biggest gifts, the most important ones, and my favorite ones. So and I and, and and when else have have you seen like video game franchises release two different games at the same time, pretty much on like different platforms? Like that's that's almost unheard of. or very uncommon. So that's definitely up there for me. A very just a very favorite and happy memory for me as a Metroid fan and as a, as a gamer, uh, with an E and And just I mean obviously, and those two games to this day are still my two favorite Metroid games, and I'm not surprised
0: uh, I'm gonna piggyback off that and throw another up here before we get to some more downs but <laughs> the the commercial for Metroid Prime, I feel like that was such an up for the yeah. series because I saw it in a movie theater, and at the time, okay, like we're in we're in two thousand two okay, so i'm I'm probably watching like. I don't, even, I don't even know. Lord of the Rings, like mm-hmm. the Fellowship of the Ring or something like that, okay, in theaters. And before the movie starts, there is this awesome, well-produced, well-acted, see, like, money-put-into-it commercial of Samus, and she's running around using all of her abilities, turning into a morph ball. It looked so slick. And maybe, maybe instead of calling it the Metroid Prime commercial, I should have just said, like, the time that Nintendo actually invested marketing money into promoting a Metroid game. But I, I feel like this commercial was just like so, so well done. Um, and just seeing it in, in a movie theater, I know it kind of sounds dumb now because like you go see a movie and there's like a thousand commercials for like Chevy and uh beer, or whatever, right? Like there's a million commercials. Like I went and saw star Wars and had to sit through 40 minutes of commercials. <laughs> but back then it was literally just like movie trailers. And that was pretty much it. Like so to have, like, a, a big commercial playing at a movie theater, I just thought was so huge. It made a real impression on me. Um, I remember skipping high school to go and pick up my copy of Metroid Prime, and I just stayed in and played it mm-hmm. all day. Uh, so I think that that commercial really did wonders for the game sales. And and obviously, because at the time, it was the highest-selling Metroid game. And I guess still is if you don't count virtual console sales of, of other titles. So, yeah, that, that commercial and the... The dual release, I feel like, was was a high time to be a Metroid fan. It felt like Metroid was back.
1: Well, speaking of which is I know you want to get to downs, but I really want to stay up on, on, the, on the good times. So before we go to that, I have a, one more up for you um, okay. since we're talking about launches and all that and, 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 and good times, like, oh, this is a great time, Metroid's back, whatever. Uh, felt the exact same way when Samus Returns eventually got re- launched and released. Because that was the first time in a long time that I went out to just get a new Metroid game from the store. I had been almost like it had been seven years I didn't go and get Federation Force. And honestly, I don't. Even, I think I got Other M either for Christmas or I think I got it on GameFly and then I just didn't return it. And that was one of the cool things about Gamefly, is If you like couldn't get a game somewhere you just, and you somehow got it on GameFly, you just like keep it and they just like charge you the difference. I think I got it from there. Either way, shoutouts to GameFly. But anyway, like so, it had been mad long since I I like just gotten a new Metroid game, and I remember leaving. I was I was working the same job I'm working now, but I was working in the office in, in New York City, and I went to Video Games New York, which for those of you who are in the New York City area, you'll definitely know like Video Games New York or J and L uh, stores that sometimes will like break uh, street dates for popular games. And I actually and I picked up I believe Samus Returns. I don't remember if they broke street date for that or not but i would go to video games in newark to to pick up games like i picked up pokemon a couple times there and this is where i got Samus returns and i remember leaving my office on my lunch break and walking uh you know blocks across the city not too far from where my office is went to the store picked up my physical copy and walked you know I remember walking reading the box art reading the guy you know the manual inside or whatever was inside looking at the the little little tiny cart you know just feeling good taking pictures right so i could post on twitter and instagram and all that nonsense and walking back to my office and was happy and couldn't wait to get home and play later even play on the subway on my way back like that was awesome and it's been so long since i actually just got a new metroid game that looked good and was good at the store and like something as simple as that which i mean just feels like damn like other games get that all the time and it's no big deal But like for a metroid fan that doesn't come very often So I I remember that very fondly, and it wasn't too long ago. It'll be, you know, four years this coming, I don't know, what is it? September, October, I September. Yeah, Yeah, something like that when Samus Turns came out. Uh, Yeah, I remember going to Video Games New York, getting it on on release, and and, and enjoying it, walking through Washington Square Park, looking at the box, reading the text on it. It was a a beautiful day out. That was was a really good time, and I'm looking forward to, to picking up the next Metroid game that comes out, hopefully again, Maybe maybe not walk into a store this time, all things considered. But nonetheless, getting a new Metroid game and that's just that's a nice, simple feeling that is sometimes pretty unmatched.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm glad that you felt that way about Samus Returns, because I I think that Samus Returns, the release, the announcement, is a major down for the Metroid series, a major down, um, and one that didn't have to be, but it 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 just was. Uh, Samus Returns was not shown in the main E3 presentation of uh, what year would that have been 20 it was 2017
1: yeah it was it was whatever it was whatever year yeah. that it came out it was the same E3 it was right. revealed at yeah
0: so this this was shown in the treehouse section so after the presentation was over mm-hmm. at E3 2017 and nobody watches that It was such, it was such an afterthought announcement, like no, no hype went into it. No, no building, no, no presentation, nothing went into this announcement. It released a very short time later, which was awesome. I do like that, but very, very little was leading up to it. Um, And then you had the whole controversy of the fusion difficulty being locked behind the Metroid amiibo, which... It just didn't. It didn't need to be a thing that should have just been in the game. Mm -hmm. I feel like the reveal of Samus Returns, everything leading up to the from the reveal to the release, was just a major down. Nintendo treated it as an afterthought. So, so did everybody else. It didn't sell very well. The 3DS was basically on on life support at that time. It should have been a Nintendo Switch game, and instead it just was sent out to die on the 3DS and that's always kind of a shame because then it's another one of those instances of like, well, Metroid doesn't sell, so why why should Nintendo make more? But it's the chicken and the egg of it doesn't sell because it, it's not promoted and it's not promoted because it doesn't sell. I just remember being extremely disappointed with how Samus Returns was um, unveiled, presented, released, and I, I, I don't think that's arguable. I think it, it was just... You know, it was it was a missed opportunity on almost every level. And I, and I just keep coming back to the fact of, like, if Nintendo doesn't care enough to put it on its main show, why should anyone else care enough to go and get it? And I think that that was reflected.
1: Yeah. I, well, I mean, my, my fond memories of the launch come from, like, me going and, and, like, buying the game and just playing it, right? Like, I definitely yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with, with all of what you just said. Like, the, nothing makes it look like more of an afterthought of when... You don't have it in the main presentation, but you show it off in the the treehouse segment, which, yeah, like no one really watched that. Like you watch like if you do, you watch like bits and pieces or you kind of have it on in the background, muted until a game you want to watch shows up or something like that. So like and you didn't even know it was going to be there. So no one would know to be waiting around or like looking for it or whatever, even though I think it was like the first game or so they played. But like most people might not have stuck around for it. They might have just turned it off immediately once the direct was over. And the thing is, too, is that I believe that was the same year that they revealed Metroid Prime 4 in the exact same in the presentation. So they had the reveal Metroid Prime 4, and then they didn't bother to mention Samus Returns in that same presentation. They could have easily also had a Samus Returns reveal and be like, oh, wow, Metroid Prime 4 announcement. And look at this, Samus Returns. Also, here's the reveal for this. Instead, they buried it in the Treehouse segment uh that was i definitely remember that i remember at first being like oh my god like i was still so hyped about metroid prime 4 that they were suddenly talking about samus returns i was like whoa i'm still trying to take in metroid prime 4 and now they're going over you know a 2d metroid game i think in that way i was almost like overwhelmed i was like wow this is great like there's almost too much metroid but at the same time I, i wish they had you know, shown it properly in the actual presentation, and that really was a missed opportunity. And then, yeah, of course, like the, there was barely any promotion for the game afterward. There was, I think, a, a week or two where we got a bunch of commercials on on the internet and and on like you know, YouTube videos and a couple you know a couple ad spots on TV the week before the game launched, and that was really it. You know, they, it definitely should have been on the Switch. They definitely should have promoted it more. And the game looked really cool. They had some cool ads for it. I don't know why they didn't put it into the E3 presentation. I don't know why they didn't put it into more advertising. So, yeah. Maybe they just didn't feel... Maybe I would assume they weren't confident in it doing well. And, yeah. Self-fulfilling prophecy. They weren't confident in it doing well. It didn't do well. They're like, oh, look. Just as we thought. But they didn't really... If they had confidence in it, it might have done well. uh, or, Or better than it did. But, so... Yeah, I, I mean, we got Metroid Prime 4 that same year, so I think a lot of people kind of forget about that. They're, just, like, they're still so hyped about the fact that Metroid Prime 4 even exists, that, like, a Samus Returns remake, like a remake of a game that they... That's the thing, too, is I think Samus Returns always had that issue working against it, is that it's a remake of a game that, like, a lot of people didn't play. So, like, it doesn't... Like, it's not catering to a lot of fans of the original because there aren't many of them. that's why it should have
0: been more of a success, though, because it was so new to so many people. I mean, I I don't know,
1: because a lot of people uh, like playing remakes of games they already played before. They want to play the remake to experience the game again, a game they really liked, or maybe, you know, play it again in a remastered state. But barely anybody played Metroid 2. I didn't play Metroid 2. I could definitely guarantee that a lot of Metroid fans out there these days did not play the original Metroid 2, probably weren't even around to play the original Metroid 2. So, like, for the game to be remade, it doesn't really speak to them because they didn't play the original. I, so, like, they don't really care about I, I playing don't, the Master.
0: I don't think I agree with that. I, I think that, like, if it's I mean, a new that's Metroid I mean, that's why people game. want, like, a Super if it's, Metroid If it's, or if it's a remake, remake or not, if it's a remake, then, then you'll still buy it if you're a Metroid fan and be like, wow, this looks like a cool game. But they, they just, like... They made it seem like such a chump by not have. It would have been so easy to have that trailer in the direct and then say, because the Metroid Prime 4 reveal was, like, literally 20 seconds or something like that, and say, like, also coming later. And you could argue even that would have overshadowed Samus Returns a little bit, but at least he would have had, like, the the millions of eyeballs on that trailer I mean, while yeah, it was happening. Sure. I mean, yeah, for
1: sure. I mean, obviously, I don't disagree with that. Like, it would obviously could have been advertised more. I'm just saying that, like... Aside from that, I don't think Samus Returns was ever going to be a huge success, and maybe that's why, because of the nature of the kind of game it was, and I think maybe that's why Nintendo didn't have confidence in it. It's just my speculation. Obviously, they could have advertised the game better, and I wish they did, but um, I think See, that I, might be a yeah, reason I people might not have checked it out.
0: I think We kind of talked about this, too, on our uh, should Samus Returns have been a Switch game episode, but I, I don't feel like that was holding it back necessarily but i do want to talk about something else that i'm I'm not sure that you'll agree with this or not but in my mind this is a down because it was another missed opportunity and it was it looked like it was going to be an up at first but it turned into a down so when the nintendo ds came out in 2004 it was packaged with a metroid prime hunters first hunt demo
1: yeah
0: this was awesome because it was just like Great. Wow. Everybody that buys a a Nintendo DS is going to have access to this game and this demo. And it's going to get them really hyped up to play the game. And then you waited and you waited and you waited and you waited. And it wasn't until mid-2006, so two years later, that this game was finally available for purchase. To me, this is a down. This is a missed opportunity. I think that if you would have had this demo come with the game, and the game is ready to purchase, like, now, or maybe even, like, three months later, I think that that could have done a really big favor for Metroid Prime Hunters. Metroid Prime Hunters still did a million copies, which is pretty good, but imagine what it could have been if it was ready to go right then, when it had the momentum, when it had that demo. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but to me, that seems like a missed opportunity, so I feel like that's a down.
1: Well, yeah i mean again i definitely obviously agree that if they had the game come out closer to when the demo released like that would be way better like that goes for any game but i i can't see it as a down i mean i remember i don't i never remember as a kid like waiting around for metroid prime hunters like i was a kid i had school and other stuff going on like the metroid prime hunters demo was included i enjoyed that and then when hunters came out I enjoyed that, you know, and I had and I remember anticipating the game throughout 2005 and also like it, it didn't really come out two years after it. Nintendo DS came out in late 2004 and then Metroid Prime Hunters came out in May of 2006. So it was really like a year and a half, which it really isn't that much. I mean, obviously, it's a long time between a demo and a, a game to come out for sure. But like, I don't remember ever like waiting around for it and be like, oh, I, I really want to play this new Hunters game. It was more so me waiting for Hunters because I was anticipating the game and looking forward to playing it. But not because I was like, wow, it should have been closer to the demo release. I was a kid. I didn't really worry about that kind of stuff. I only look at back at this as, as a fond memory. I I got the DS. Uh, this, this is I have listed as an up on mine. Christmas 2004, I got my Nintendo DS, which had the Metroid Prime Hunters first hunt demo included. I thought this was so cool. I mean, to have a Metroid game. Be included on as as the DS pack in. It was a a, an FPS game, which I love, and it was more an actual, you know, FPS, more traditional one, like an arena shooter. And I thought it was great to have that demo. I played that demo. I played that demo so much, and I that like helped, you know, carry me through like a little bit of the wait while I, you know, refreshed the Metroid Prime Hunters website and replayed those little videos. Uh, intros for each character over and over again, and looked at the screenshots in Nintendo Power. That was enough for me as a kid. I didn't, you know, I so what. I waited a little bit. Like it's not an end of the world. It's a you're, video you're game. You're a kid,
0: though. I mean, like let's let's also keep in mind that there are. I I think that there are people that probably, while they could they could replay the demo and like have a lot of fun with the demo. Like I so I'm older than you, right? By a couple of years, and like I personal preference here. Like I I don't recall the demo being like particularly good I don't think so but but that's also not really I didn't think that the Nintendo DS was like super you know intuitive for first person shooters but well, no, man no, I, I feel not. like if the, if that game would have been out and ready like I just think that so many people would have would have went and got it even if it wasn't that good it would have been like okay well like this is whatever I've played a little bit of it maybe there's not a lot else to play on the Nintendo DS right now Let's just go get this game and like see what it yeah, is um, I
1: mean sure but I mean there's no I mean we don't know how much more it would have sold had it been released a year and a half earlier and there's a good chance that they did intend to release it I mean if I remember correctly the game got delayed at one point. Uh, if it didn't, there was a good chance that it internally took longer to finish than they anticipated. And maybe they did intend on having the game released closer I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure that that probably so, is the case. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I just, for me, it's like, oh, so what? Like, people waited a year and a half for this game. Like, yeah, it, obviously it would have been better. But I mean, the fact that there was a demo at all. I mean, how many games can even say that they had a pack-in demo with a release of a Nintendo platform? The fact that Mentors like the only, one of the only franchises to be able to say that, I really can't look back at this and say it was a downer and then of course for metroid prime hunters just in general i i listed this because the the first hunt demo was a big i i loved the i yeah like it wasn't perfect it was a simple demo but i still played it a ton i loved it and for me i didn't i was a kid i didn't have an xbox growing up i played it at my my friend's house i didn't have a playstation i played at my friend's house so i didn't get to play first person shooters because they didn't have them on nintendo consoles really like i had like golden like on the n64 and like perfect dark like kind of like that was like there really wasn't anything Me- medal of honor kind of uh this was like like right up my alley i was like wow i like a metroid fps like on my ds like i love metroid prime hunters i know you don't really like it but like I-, I have so many fond memories of hunters one of the things i love about video games the most is being able to play with friends and make new friends and, and enjoy experiences with other different people and 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 looking back fondly on those memories and hunters had a lot of that, like playing game battles clans and, and clan meetings and playing like games in, in lobbies late at night with talking through the DS mic in the middle of the hinge on the on the little console and and, and making new friends on the insider forums and playing Metroid Prime Hunters with them. Like All of that was really important to me and, and, and a big part of the experience, and Metroid Prime Hunters really facilitated a lot of really happy memories for me on the DS and just in gaming in general. And the first hunt demo was a big part of that too, and I think definitely made sure I got that game, and so what I waited a year and a half. I mean, at the very least, I most likely would have waited a while because I would have had to wait for my birthday and or Christmas to get the game anyway, so I would have still had to have waited at least six months for that unless it came out before Christmas that year but yeah obviously I agree it should have been closer to the demo I think that would have been great but I think I'll take what I can get having it be still have you know still having it have a demo with the release of the DS one of the biggest game console like releases of all time I think is really nothing to scoff at I can really still can't look at it as anything but a positive sure it wasn't it had flaws still really awesome though in my book
0: uh, leaving food on the table, I think. But let's let's go to an up I have on my list. I think that we can both agree on this. Um, one of the biggest ups for the Metroid series, I feel like, has come from the speedrunning community. And I'm going to single out Awesome Games Done Quick. In particular, the whole debate of the save or kill the animals. Um, that that simple little gameplay feature of all the, all the money that it's raised and the, the reputation that Super Metroid has garnered among speedrunners and the speedrunning community... And really, like all Metroid games have, but uh, you know, Super Metroid was kind of the first. Um, its rise to prominence in, in that category, and just you know, all of the good that is that has come from events like Awesome Games Done Quick and and whatever. Um, all of that, I'm I'm rolling into one big collective up for the series here, and it, and it's really given them, um, you know, Super Metroid and other Metroid games life beyond you know what it was originally intended for. So that that's a huge up. For me.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Speedrunning, like you just said, like increased the longevity of these games and, and opens it up to new audiences for sure. Speaking of speedrunning, this was an up on my list too, but like specifically the, the four-way speedrun race between Garrison, Krauser, Zos and Ivan from AGDQ 2014, which in my personal opinion is not only the best Super Metroid race of all time, but the best speedrunning race or just speedrun of all time bar none. Uh, It is such a good race. it, it, I mean, that, I had my eyes glued to it live, I remember watching that whole AGDQ, uh, from my, my crappy college house that year, and in, in the attic, and this race in particular, just wow, I I remember watching this over and over and over again, the commentary, uh, I believe Golden was on the mic for that, I forget, I, I'm, can't, I can't believe I'm forgetting his his co-commentator's name, but I, hopefully someone will give it to me, but, um, and or I'll look it up later, but they they that the whole production was so good. I mean, the, the, this race was so integral, I think, to putting speedrun really on the forefront, especially from like a competitive point of view, because like it really raised a lot of discussion of like putting it in the same vein as esports overall, and like it, it felt like an esports production, the commentary and how it looked like it was it was a whole thing, a whole spectacle, and they nailed it in every department. I I recommend this this race to absolutely everybody you can't find a better speed run race as far as i'm concerned. Uh, and i actually ended up interviewing the one of the commentators golden back in 2014 for Nintendo Enthusiast, which i think that that interview is still somewhere on the internet, i'm sure, and that was a great interview as well. Yeah, that 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 race was just an absolute treat to watch. You should honestly go and watch it right now. Um yeah, i i mean this is a huge high point for me in in terms of metroid
0: yep there you go there you go um all right let's let's get to another positive and i'm going to stick with super metroid for a second here this is pro for younger listeners this is probably going to seem like a huh kind of a thing but like back in the day do you remember electronic gaming monthly
1: egm yeah yeah that was a magazine Yeah. yeah yeah
0: that was a magazine so egm was like a huge gaming magazine, like back in its heyday, and like kind of the late, the early noughts, the late nineties. Uh, I, I think it was around until like twenty ten, or or maybe even longer than that. Yep. I'm not sure, but like when it was really, it was really like big back in like the the early two thousands and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. they did a lot of like really important uh, features, articles, coverage. Uh, their their rankings really carried a lot of weight. They were kind of like the IGN of uh, video game publications back in the day and I remember that they had published a list and I don't remember the exact year but I want to say it was maybe 2000 something like that but it was the, the you know it was the greatest video games of all time and they didn't do this very often it was the only time that they'd ever done it and I don't believe they'd ever done it after and I remember there was three things that really stuck out to me on this list and one of them was that they had at number eight, ocarina of time and at number seven majora's mask which is kind of funny because you never see people rate majora's mask above ocarina of time but that stuck out to me and they're right at number two oh you could i wouldn't i wouldn't hold that against you if you said that for sure um and number two they had tetris and i was like that's so cool like nobody ever has tetris but like everybody loves tetris but at number one was super metroid and that felt like a huge deal to me like that super metroid was like coming in at number 1 on this list because usually when you when you make or when you see somebody's greatest games of all time list you can usually count on like a few staples to be at number 1 like you know Ocarina of Time that's number 1 on every list and for good reason but i mean everybody has Ocarina of Time Super Mario Bros uh another one that's number 1 on everybody's list or Super Mario Bros 3 sometimes those are those are like the usual suspects, and you usually see Super Metroid kind of up in the mix. But to have it at like number one, I was like, "Wow, this is so great! This is so like legitimizing for the Metroid series and for Super Metroid." Uh, it was nice to see it kind of get its its spot in the sun for for once. So uh, that was uh, that might only be an up to to literally no one but me, but I really loved that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I definitely don't remember that, but I definitely agree that it was that's pretty cool i mean it's hard to pick i have i personally have a hard time picking favorites with so many different things and there's so many great games out there to like it's hard to press anybody on what they could say is the best game ever or their favorite game but i think everybody would say that super metroid is definitely one of those games that i think pretty much always has a case for that which is certainly a testament to its quality i personally remember egm for i mean they always had some really cool covers i remember they did like when they did their super or their brawl coverage they had they had like different characters on different covers and whatnot it was like a big spread uh that Mm. was cool yeah EGM was a cool magazine I I I remember back in the day getting magazines from like Blockbuster and other places like wherever I could find like Nintendo powers and and all that like fond memories that obviously very much aged out since then but uh yeah I always think some of that stuff was really cool
0: uh, and I was I was pretty happy when they gave Metroid Prime the platinum. So they had three different reviewers mm-hmm. review games, and if and if each one of them gave the game a ten out of ten, then it got a platinum award. And Metroid Prime was uh, was platinum, and it was their game of the year for 2002, which is cool. Nice. So I just googled it quickly. So the top five of their top 100 list: number one Super Metroid, number two Tetris, three Zelda: a Link to the Past, four Castlevania: Symphony of the Night, and five. Super Mario 64, so that's pretty good company to keep. Yeah. So yeah,
1: that's not bad. That was cool. That's not bad at all. Also, by the way, the commentator's name from earlier, Sinister One. Sorry about that, but I remembered. I remembered. Golden Sinister One. Anyway, continue.
0: There we go. All right. well let's, uh... Let's talk about some downs. Uh, downs. Really quickly. I feel like we just
1: did some downs. I feel like, didn't we? Uh, let's, can we do another I, up? I, I have want a to. Few. D- you keep wanting to drag us down here, man. I want. Uh, can we do an up, please? I feel like we gotta. Let's.
0: Well, hold on. Let's. Let's do this. All right. Let's do a down, but I'm not gonna dwell on it because we have two episodes dedicated to it. How about that?
1: All right. All right. Well. All right. You know where I'm going. Yeah. Okay.
0: I, all. All I'm gonna say a down for the series is Metroid Other M. It misses the mark, and. Uh, you know, I, I don't really think much else needs to be said. You can hear our thoughts in great detail um, detailing Other M, but I I think that if you're gonna do a factual history of Metroid, you do have to say like, you know, as much as game quality isn't a part of of our list or trying not to be, I I think that you have to say that that is a down.
1: Yeah, I I yeah, I really don't have much to add to this. <laughs> Go listen to those two episodes and how I feel about Other M. I will say that. Um, other M is is a a true v- excruciatingly awful game a travesty and if you enjoy this game in any other way than to laugh at it or pity it then uh, God may have you know mercy on your soul so yeah um, <laughs> moving on
0: mercy on your soul yeah, yeah, yeah. okay one other <laughs> one other quick down that I mean really there's nothing really else to say other than, we haven't had the the continuation of the Metroid story in twenty years. Oh my God! There's yes. nothing. There's nothing really to add to that. It's just it is what it is. I think that's a down, but it's it's a down that that could be fixed and it, hopefully it, will be fixed. Yeah. But as of now, it's definitely a down.
1: Yeah, and you know we can definitely go back and forth on how we think it should be continued, but at the very least, I think everybody agree that it it should be continued one way or the other. And I really do hope. I mean, we we've, we've had an episode on this. I think we'll probably do another episode on this definitely quite soon especially if we get you know news about it at e3 but i personally really want to see like a, a wrap-up to the the story that was you know being told through you know super metroid into fusion and and i'm not going to talk about other m because i just talked about that but whatever and, and and seeing the culmination of that we're 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 left still waiting to see what happens next i want to get what happens next then we can move on I really hope we get that continuation. I cannot believe that it's been. I mean, it'll really be like whether. Let's say the fusion sequel comes out this year or next year. It'll be like almost, if not, twenty years since the game's story has continued. It literally, you know, chronologically, which is. I mean, I can't really cannot think of any other like IPs, like fiction IPs out there that can say that they haven't had their story continued in that long despite still being active franchises in media so really hope we get a continuation want to see more metroid fusion metroid dread whatever it is uh let me i hope we get that this year
0: yep 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 um okay here you know what since we're doing some kind of rapid fire quick ones here um not really much else to say because nothing else has been followed up. But I mean, one of the big ups for the Metroid series is, of course, the announcement of Metroid Prime Four. I was tempted actually to put the announcement that um, development was restarting as a down, but I didn't because I think that uh, the jury is still out. And if that if that comes out,
1: it's then it from
0: me. well, I, I mean, I, if you were to say that that's a down for the series, I'm not going to argue you. No, but no, I, no. I just I, I want to feel like. I want to say like, it's not a down yet because when Metroid prime four comes out and it's awesome, then we can say like, maybe we can actually look back retroactively and say like, that wasn't up because whatever it was going to be before this isn't very, or wasn't very good. And they took the time to do it properly. But I, I none of us know any, anything about that for now. So all I'm going to say is like the announcement trailer for Metroid prime four, Nintendo knew that we wanted Metroid and you know, Reggie fils basically said, you know, We're not in the business of showing anybody things that are not coming out in the near future, but we want to let Metroid fans know that we're working on Prime 4 because we know that people are, like I said at the top of the show, Metroid or we riot, and people Uh were ready to riot.
1: So that was cool. Definitely. Yeah, well, uh, uncontestably, this is a huge moment for any Metroid fan, certainly for me, certainly for you. Yeah, this reveal was a super hype. I mean, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, like, all right, I'm definitely pretty certain that they're going to make another Metroid Prime or Metroid Prime style game in the future, but you never really know, right? Especially with Metroid, but like I uh, the, the fact that they were like, "Yeah, we're making not we're making Metroid Prime 4." It's really making it. I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." It's like after, you know, Halo 3 came out for a while and they revealed Halo 4 is coming out. I'm like, "Oh, wow, like that's that's awesome." So, yeah, Metroid Prime 4's reveal like it it didn't need much. You just needed it's just the pull in, the logo, the title. That's it. In development, and that's all you needed. I'm, mean, you know, we've all seen the the reveal video from the reactions of people, uh, at Nintendo World. I wish I was there for that. That would have been sick. Everyone popped off there. There were tons of you know streamers on Twitch who had their reveals. That was you know awesome. I'm definitely gonna be streaming my my reaction to E3 this year. Especially, I'll be working at home, so I can't wait for that. But. Uh, yeah, that that this was so sick. And then yeah, I was gonna say like following up through, you know, following through. I I honestly I put the delay as an up. I wasn't I thought you were gonna put it. I wasn't sure where you were gonna put it. Actually, I didn't think you were necessarily gonna put it as a down. But I definitely put it as an up because whether or not the Metroid Prime Four we're gonna eventually get is good or not, I feel like we can safely say that whatever was being originally dev developed probably wasn't good. At least not good enough for like Nintendo to be happy with it. Of course, so like. I, I want to say that, like that, that delay, like that change in development, whatever really happened, we I'm sure we'll learn the actual details and they'll be juicy. You know, I'm sure we'll learn them later. But I think it would, it's probably gonna end up being a net positive. I'm sure Retro is is in some way happy to be back in Metroid, but also looking to impress and 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 do a great job with this game, and then maybe set it up to be passed on to another studio afterward, or they continue working on it for five and six. If they do those, who knows? But I thought the delay was good for me you know i you know everyone always posts that quote of like you know a, a bad you know a game a delayed game can be good but like you know a bad game release is bad forever whatever like in this day and age like games can be released and be improved right like no man's sky great example of that horrible launch eventually they improved it master chief collection horrible launch eventually they improved it this happens for games all the time um patches you can do that so like i don't necessarily think that like they could have release the bad game and then fix it later but also Nintendo's in the the business of like releasing it good and making sure it's good on release which I'm happy about and I'd rather them take as much time as they can to make sure the game is good I've already waited this long for the game what's a couple more years whatever and and also you know a decade later since or more since Prime 3 has come out there are way more games for me to weigh Play, way more things for me to do, way more things to occupy my time, so I'm not sitting around and waiting for Metroid Prime in the same capacity as I might have been as a kid, as a teenager. So, but that's just me. So, but either way, I think the delay was good. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to lead to better development. So, I thought that was a positive.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a positive. I mean, it probably will end up being a positive, but for right now, it certainly doesn't it's up feel in like the air. one. So I, I just think that it's it's one of those things that just kind of, you know, it is what it is for right now, and, and I'm sure that it probably will be a positive, but that's one of those things where it's like you got to have patience in order to uh, in order to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah. So I have one more up and one more down here. And uh, the, my up is actually something that I want to talk about long form here, uh, coming up pretty quickly. But this is going all, all, all the way back to Metroid on the NES. Samus is revealed to be a woman. That is one of the greatest ups for the series, because, I mean, at the time, you didn't have a lot of female video game protagonists. Uh, You just didn't. And especially, especially in the way that it was done at the end of the game after... You know, all all the kids playing. I'm sure have been like, "Oh, this dude is so cool, this, this badass warrior or whatever." And then to have it just kind of revealed that she's a woman, uh, I thought was was really cool and, and really special and, you know, just uh just a progressive thing. Like back in the day when when you didn't see really a lot of that. And of course now it's not really second nature. or It's you don't give it a second thought at all. You're just playing a Samus and Samus is Samus. But back in the day, I mean, that was a huge that was a big deal and you kind of touched on it earlier when you were like oh man that's cool like once she lights up from getting electrocuted like it's it's a girl in there like wow um and it was it was a cool move and and something that you didn't really see a lot of uh back in the day so i think that's an up for the series
1: definitely like it's it's just funny because like that being a progressive thing back then just showing how far we've we've come though we can still certainly (laughs) come very far socially in many ways but yeah i mean because like when i like you said like when i Found out that Samus was a. I mean, it was really more that she was a person, not necessarily she was a woman or anything, right? Like, I just like, oh, it's a human in there, you know, right? Like, it's and it's like that never really phased me as like as a Metroid fan. It didn't bother me like whether or not they were a man or a woman or a person or or what or in in between or whatever, and or a robot or whatever. I was just like, oh, there's a cool character. Like, if Master, I played Halo. If Master Chief was a woman, I'd be like, right, whatever. Like, so, but like, I think that's like really cool back then obviously it was a huge huge thing for for video games in general for representation for women for sure and i you know it definitely was i guess subverting expectations right which might not always be the best thing star wars but when done right is really good and that was that was a big thing obviously to this day it's still looked back on as one of the biggest moments in gaming and it was something that hadn't been done before, and and was was set definitely set the bar. So yeah, I definitely agree that was big. But uh, I'm glad that by the you know by the time I got into Metroid, it wasn't really a big deal anymore. I think you know still like even now, I would say that uh, you know protagonists that aren't necessarily like you know uh, a straight male or whatever are way more common, which was great. But even by the time I got into Metroid, like it, it didn't even like phase me, right? Like I didn't even think about that. I don't think it's just like if they're a person like. Or human, like that's cool, awesome. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to shoot some aliens, <laughs> you know, which was the important part. So, but yeah, I definitely agree that was also on my list as well. Metroid was in very much a, uh, I, I don't know if trendsetter is the right word, but like it, it trailblazer, trailblazer. Might be thank a, you. Yeah, there we go. Word, trailblazer yeah. is what I was looking for. Start with a T, same letter. Yeah, trailblazer. You know, setting the bar and and doing something that other franchises hadn't or wouldn't do at the time. So absolutely a big moment and big move for for metroid. Uh
0: all right, so last thing on my list here, it's a down and we've talked about it in long form uh kind of. So I don't think that I'll spend too much time on it is metroid skipping the N64. Um disappointing that it did not release on the N64. It kind of kind of killed the momentum of the series a little bit. Obviously, we know that it would rebound in a big big way on nintendo gamecube and Game Boy advance but you know what even like i mentioned symphony of the night earlier that was just a 2d game on the playstation and it was awesome and i i just think that they could have done if they didn't know how to do 3d metroid man they could have just done 2d metroid like we had 2d yoshi games kirby games on the n64 it's it's too bad that we didn't get that on the n64 and uh you know luckily we had Samus and Smash and that was kind of enough for you know the people my age or your age and, and whatever that were really getting serious about video games at that time because without Smash it would have been like okay well who is Samus what is Metroid yep. who is this robot so it's uh it's too bad that Metroid never did get a a game for the Nintendo sixty
1: four this is something that we discussed on a previous episode and I remember talking back then we're I mean, like. Yeah, that that doesn't I'm surprised they never did it because I feel like it just it would make sense to they could have done it in a first person way and like maybe, you know, aped off of GoldenEye a little bit. They could have done it in like a third person way. And I really feel like, you know, the Z targeting, Z locking from the Zelda series would make so much sense with the Metroid series, which eventually ends up using, you know, a similar lock on system in the Metroid Prime series. As you said, they could have done a 2D Metroid, something like Yoshi story. That would have been great. Another very, very fond and favorite game of mine. I love Yoshi's Story. And I will never accept any Yoshi's Story slander. Anyway, uh, yeah, very... I I mean, we still ended up getting a, a renaissance of Metroid, if you will, in like the early 2000s with it appearing on the GameCube and the Game Boy Advance and and, and the DS and whatnot. So I think it ended up working out in the end, right? But yeah, uh, being on the N64, things could have gone way differently for the series. It could be a way bigger series. Who knows? Like It, it missed out on that big shift to 3D that other franchises had yeah. on the N64 that Mario had, that Zelda had, that Pokemon had. And, and Metroid eventually had that same shift, but it wasn't until a generation later where those franchises that made that same shift had already been doing that, and now they were making new advances and better graphics and all that. And Metroid Prime was just now dipping its feet in. Even though the game stood up graphically and caught right up, it still, you know, could have, I think, maybe it set a better foundation or a stronger foundation for the franchise overall had it appeared on the N64. And I think we could have gotten a great game out of it, so yeah
0: and, and keep in mind too the the n64 was was a much stronger console like performance not performance wise but like sales wise yeah of course exactly more people yeah, had n64s saying. than then gamecube so yeah. it would if it would have had that foot up on the n64 uh um, right yeah that's 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 know, who knows right
1: exactly that, that's part of what I, part of what i was saying is yeah that they missed out on not only like the big shift graphically and like gameplay wise but also of course yeah the n64 way bigger install base way more people had the n64 and played that and it, you know way more advertising, like it was just a bigger deal, the N sixty four. And so the Metroid wasn't part of that at all. It wasn't part of any of the marketing. It wasn't like alongside those big franchises and those big releases and didn't get like a big like uh hold of a large share of fans as a result. And it had to really start like honestly it was it was good that it had a lot of games and, and good games on like the Game Boy Advance and the DS though. Because that was a big deal. Because the GameCube, just, you know, even though the Metroid Prime games are really solid, had way less people playing that. Game Boy Advance, I mean, everybody had one of those. So a lot of people played Zero Mission. A lot of people played Fusion. Uh, so I think that still ended up working out well. But yeah, what could have been on the N64 is something we'll always think about.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, and I'm sure that uh, there's tons of other ups, downs that... That we've missed, but that was everything I had. Is there anything that you want to go with? I was going to say,
1: yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to say I have a couple more. I like I said, I had three, two, to one. I want to say on ups and downs. I might actually have been more than that because I added some more as we were talking, and then you ended up saying them. So whatever. Um, Actually, no, I have a down as well quickly and i i wish i had mentioned this earlier first the fact that they didn't change samus in smash going from smash 4 to ultimate they didn't change her from other m samus to like another version of samus like samus returns samus or something like that the fact that we still have other m samus and smash sucks i hate looking at other m samus super lame design sucks better than it, it shows I, I don't
0: i don't think anyone cares about that except for you no maybe, I definitely not dude
1: i you're definitely wrong on that a lot of people definitely share the same sentiment granted as we've talked about the other m design and smash is definitely better than the actual other m design and other people have, have certainly can attest to that on twitter and yeah that sucks I, I mean the samus returns samus looks so badass looks so awesome imagine that in smash i mean it's simple easy i don't know why they wouldn't do it anyway oh yeah and then i guess federation force that that game sucks ups my last two my last two are first is the E3 2007 Metroid Prime 3 Corruption reveal, uh, or like like not maybe not from 2007, but the original reveal, whatever year it was of Metroid Prime 3, either from 2006 or 2007, and I guess don't remember the exact year, and but I remember vividly seeing that trailer and like the reveal of the game. I I just really was blown away from it as a kid. I remember really uh, anticipating Metroid Prime Three a lot, and seeing like the reveal trailer where like they emphasize more stuff with the ship, and you know more you know the the plot tying up with Phazon and Dark Samus, the the grapple stuff and, and turning you know whatnot with the Wii Remote. As someone who like didn't really enjoy the Wii Remote in all instances, like I liked it for like Mario Party and like small motions, but like when you had to use it a lot. I really didn't like that. But, like, when Metroid Prime 3 came out, I was like, okay, like, I'm kind of iffy on, like, having to point and shoot. But, like, the other stuff and, and the, the other ways you can use the the motion controls and, and, like, the grapple and all that. Like, that stuff was cool. And, I don't know. I, I really, th- like, the Metroid Prime 3, like, revealed E3, like, at the, the big Nintendo conference there. Like, that was really hype. Like, the trailer looked awesome. The ship looked so cool. Uh, I, I definitely vividly remember that reveal, even though I can't necessarily remember the day of it. But... That was I I don't remember I don't know if you remember or had the same memories of, of Metroid Prime 3's reveal, but I always I very much was anticipating that, especially coming off of you know Metroid Prime 1 and 2 and then the other Metroid games we got since those games.
0: So it, it's funny that you said Metroid Prime 3, actually, because I think and and I I wanted to save this for its own show. But I think that um other than Samus Returns, I might say that. Corruption was the game most let down by Nintendo in its release window in terms of like marketing and stuff. But yeah. yes, the initial trailer was awesome. Mm-hmm. Where it was like get ready for one more fight or whatever. That was yeah. Awesome.
1: That that was oh yeah. Wow, I completely forgot yeah. about that. That was yeah. Holy crap, that just blasted in the past.
0: one more mission. That's what something. It was. It was yeah, awesome. yeah. One more yeah.
1: mission, uh, and then like the 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 we we would like to play commercial they did for that which i thought those those all those commercials were so like lame and corny but like it was cool to see the metroid one because like again like it was metroid alongside the other franchises and i was like oh look at yes metroid let's go like showing up on tv i love that i remember like you know entering like a sweepstakes for the game like the yeah obviously the marketing and like the fact they released around like the same time as halo 3 was super dumb but the initial reveal was at e3 so cool i love that Um, and then the last one I have, this one, I guess, I don't know if this is, I don't know how I would contextualize this as an up, but I, I had a lot of fond memories of playing Metroid Fusion on vacation a lot as a kid and particularly one winter vacation we went on where we went to like a dude ranch as a family, a lot of like snowmobiling, horseback riding and whatnot. But I remember playing Metroid Fusion there and one of the things I loved about that game is that it has a lot of replayability to me because it's, it's kind of short and it's it's linear so you can kind of just run through it and whatnot and not get lost every time but like replaying that game while just having fond memories with my family like you know traveling and whatnot and being able to like jump into that game and like quickly play it uh in like you know while i was on vacation and finish it on that vacation too like as or while i was you know maybe before i went to bed or like on the way there and back and whatnot and I specifically remember playing it, like, at the cabin early morning before we, like, went out for the day or, or playing it at, at at dinner time and whatnot. Uh, and Metroid Fusion, always a game I'll love to go back to and replay. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's just a fond memory that I always have, you know, thinking back playing it. One particular time we went there, too, I played it a lot. And, uh, yeah, a, 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 my favorite 2D Metroid game. A good memory. A lot of good memories I've had with that and something I just figured I'd mention and i don't know (laughs) that's what i've got there you
0: go uh well i i have uh i have a ton of good memories playing tons of different Metro games but this would be like a four-hour podcast (laughs) yeah true (laughs) uh we were going through all those but i mean yeah it's you know it's a testament to 35 years all the ups and downs and hopefully i think that this e3 is either going to be a big up or it's going to be if there's nothing it's going to be a big down and we will We'll have to wait and see, but we won't have to wait and see, or we won't have to wait that long, rather. Um, but we are going to get out of here because this episode is going a little bit long. But we hope that you would enjoyed it, and we want you to let us know what you think the biggest ups and the biggest downs of Metroid uh, over the last 35 years have been. Let us know over in Discord, uh, the Omega Metroid Discord server, um, and let us know what you think of the show over on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, give us a, a five-star review if you think that we've earned it. Make sure that you subscribe while you're there. Give us a follow over on Twitter. Uh, we are at Omega Metro Pod. I am at Spiteri316. Dak is at City underscore, and we are out of time. We will see you back here next week.